wanted to ask you first, uh, how long have you had this TV show? Because that's, that's interesting. It's not an everyday thing that you talk to people that have yes. their own TV well, show. Well, I started the first version of it in 2017. And then we, mm-hmm. my team and I, um, we revamped it and revised it in 2018. And it was all on, you know, it was on Facebook and um, and then in yeah. 2019 now, is or no, 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 2020, sorry, we signed yeah. on with E360 TV and started doing it live. So, I mean, and my background was in advertising and television sales, so I've always sort of been around TV, but launching it has really... It, it, I didn't know I was going to be hosting a TV show when I made my transition and my reinvention, but it, you know, I learned quickly that yep. I really need to have my own TV show. I need to create my own platform. So we've been on there for almost two years. So in con- since 2017, so almost five years. That's kind of hard to believe when I say that, but yeah, yeah. And do you still do you still think that? Uh... Do you believe, like, even today with everything that's going on as far as, like, online, do you feel that that television show really propelled you? Or do you feel like, given the opportunity, you could have done it in any platform? Well, I really think it's up to the individual on how, you know, want to perceive it. What I believe and I know has happened for me is a lot of things, amazing success and opportunities, I know, are 100% direct result from having that television show. Now, could I have done it on other platforms, in other ways, other social media? Mm-hmm. Probably, but I'm, you know, I'm a long form girl and I'm a <clears throat> background in over the yeah. air broadcasting. And so this was the, that's the, the playground I wanted to be in. That's where I felt like I was at home. And I'm speaking to an older audience so they're on those platforms too. They're seeking information and content that yeah. way. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways you can skin a cat, but this was the this was the platform that worked for me. You seem genuinely and sincerely in love with what you do, and it's really hard. It's really hard to see that. Um. From people only because a lot of times it's it, there's always like a facade, yes. right? Especially like with 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 the interwebs, you know, social media, like everything is really a facade. Right. You don't really know, you know, with the I mean, I can't believe I can't believe what filters do nowadays. Like uh, it's it, right. it blows my mind. So like from a perception from a perception standpoint, like it doesn't it's it's hard to come by and it's it's definitely rare. And so when I. You know, what, I, I look through your stuff and, and, you know, I didn't even have to talk to you. I can genuinely assume, uh, you know, based on my intuition that you really do love what you do and it's your purpose and it's the thing that you were put on this earth to do, which is such a blessing, A, to be able to figure that out and, and then do it well and then succeed in it and then be able to spread that joy and, you know, those lessons amongst, you know, communities and, you know, whatever amongst people so how long did it take you to determine like did were you always self-aware oh gosh no like oh, did gosh, you just no. already know like, no 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 let, let's 
Let's talk about that because it's one of the things that I believe is truly underrated is understanding what self-awareness is and then how to be able to identify maybe traits, habits, attributes, personality, whatever the case may be, whatever the formula is to be able to dive deep into, hey, is there a formula to be able to figure out like, what am I good at? Like, what is the what am I supposed to do? Because I, I don't think everybody should be, I think if you're miserable at what you're doing, and that could be miserable making millions of dollars a year for yourself or somebody else, or that could be miserable, um, you know, being broke. Like, I, I don't think it has any like monetary means attached to it. I just want to know, like, how do you find purpose? How do you find uh, who, what you're supposed to do in life? And is there a step-by-step kind of tutorial that you wouldn't mind sharing? Because... This would be wonderful. I am so happy you asked. And yes, yes, yes. So um, no, I was not always self-aware. <clears throat> Excuse me if I have to clear my throat a little bit. It's residual. Uh, um, so yes, there is a formula. No, I wasn't always self-aware. What I had to discover, Mo, was the journey to awakening for lack of a better word. Mm. And when I had the realization that everything that has happened to me in my entire life and the conditions of my entire life is a direct result of myself and the way I'm thinking, the way I'm feeling, the way I'm speaking and the way I'm living it. And so that was an illuminating moment, as you can imagine, But once I took ownership of it, like, wait a minute, I did this. I'm the one responsible for the condition of my life. I don't want this anymore. I want to live an extraordinary life and I'm going to do everything that I can to do that. Then I started the path to continuing the awakening, the self-discovery, what really matters, what's important to me. What do I want my today to be like since it's all I have is today? And I started asking myself a lot of questions. So when you say, is there a process, is there a formula for it? There, there indeed is. And it's through the process of asking yourself an, the right questions. And there are a lot of those questions. And defining what truly brings meaning to your life because my belief that your purpose comes from identifying what brings meaning to your life. If you can figure out what that is, that will drive you and lead you to what your purpose is. So my purpose and my awakening that happened to me about 10 years ago was I mean, if you saw my life 10 years ago, you wouldn't believe who I was back then and who I am today. It's been a, an evolution and a journey to find it, but I've been seeking. I've been a seeker of information. I've been a seeker mm-hmm. of clarity. And what I've learned along the way has ebbed and flowed and, you know, weaved in and out. And it's like, you know, uh, Michelangelo sculpting David, he didn't just like chink on the marble. And then there he was, he knew something was under there, but he had to sculpt it 
to find, you know, to, to have it become, right? That's sort of how I feel this journey has been for me and continues to be for me, by the way. I'm constantly evolving and changing as we all are. So it's asking yourself the right questions. And I take my clients, whether it's privately or in group settings, I've done online programs, I've done challenges to get them to that clarity. You are a multifaceted diamond and you should be illuminating all, excuse me, all of that brilliance in everything that you do, but we have to figure out what that is. And so what is that list of things that lights you up, brings you joy, you love doing when you're doing them, time loses all meaning. What are the things that people come to you for and ask you time and time again for help and support with? And um, what are you really good at? What are you good at? What do you love to do? And what could you do all day, every day that even if you didn't get paid for it, you do it? We have to figure that out. So much fun having people have their awakening moments in what I do, which is why I love doing what I I do. I mean, I just hung up with a client and she was so lit up, so on fire, couldn't wait to get off the call so she could go get into action. Like, that is the best feeling in the world. So you got to find that thing or those things that lights you up that way. And nothing lights me up more than seeing somebody in inspired action. I love it. I love it. So... What a beautiful, beautiful way of putting it. I, uh, you mentioned something that really stuck out to me. You said one of the factors was what is the one thing or what are the things that uh, the people closest to you or people that are around you um, constantly go to you for? Like, what is that thing that you're good at? That is set, you're, like you're almost, I feel like, because I, I went through this myself, <clears throat> and it's like, you're almost oblivious to it unless you're truly, truly um, aware of what's happening at that current time. But it's really difficult to be able to, you know, almost step outside of yourself and look inwardly and, and, and try to see yourself like outside of yourself. I know that sounds really confusing, but like to be able to step back and say, huh, I wonder like what, what, what are the things that, that I enjoy? What are the things that I am good at? I also think a, a, big, a big part of that is I don't, it's difficult to be able to determine those things, at least in my experience, until you've actually built up some experience, some life experience. You know, um, like I, I can't imagine, I mean, I'm sure there are. There's always the, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the, that one variable, right? Um, that can always determine something at an early age. Um, and you know, there, there are those, um, there are those like geniuses and, you know, empaths and very intuitive young adults that are able to have the blessing of being able to identify things at an early age. But I think for the most of us, like, I can't imagine being 20 years old and like knowing my purpose. You know, I just, I can't imagine that because looking back, I, you know, 20 years ago, I, I would be, I'm like, man, I was just an idiot. Like, I didn't even know what I was doing. 
you know, let alone having any kind of intuition towards myself and any kind of awareness. So like, that's a big thing. And I think a lot of it has to do with, Hey, we just got to, we got to go through life. We got to put a little skin in the game. What are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you agree with that? Is there, or is there like a different strategy that maybe can avoid a lot of that pain? Here's what, (laughs) or do you just have to go through pain? I think it's, um, it's my belief that of course, most people don't have their life figured out in their twenties. I've, I'm the mother of twins. I have a son and a yeah. daughter, and they're both 24 years old. And they're... Wow, we shared that. Oh, really? Funny. Yeah. I have okay. twins. They're not 24, but I, I, um, I have twins, yeah. And they're still figuring it out. And they're both a different... You know, they're launched. Yeah. I'm so blessed, truly blessed. But they're still figuring it out. And of course they should be. And my son's, you know, graduated, went to work for a large corporation, knew within the first few months that was not the path he was meant to take. He's far too creative. And he said, Mom, I'm, I mm-hmm. walk in there and I walk through, get off the elevator and I feel like I step through the door and I, I feel like I want to die. And I said, then get out of there. That is not your place. Go figure it out. And so... Here's what I believe about gifts, that your gifts are the things that people come to you for. They come to you easily. Mm-hmm. They're not a struggle. They're not hard. You know, you might be a really good organizer. You might be really handy or you might be a brilliant writer or many of the other things. Your gifts come to you easily. Your wisdom takes time. Figuring that out discovering what's what's important to you, what you value, how you want to lo- use your life, what brings you joy, what brings you fulfillment. That takes time because we live in this world where we get, are getting, you know, 60 to 70,000 impressions on us every single day that there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. and you need this thing in order to be whole or better or whatever, improved. Mm-hmm. And the world around us is trying to make us feel like we're less than. So it's imperative. And this is what worked for me. It's imperative that you go within through meditation, through journaling, through, you know, walks in nature, through being around people and surrounding yourself with people who are interested in going down this journey and this path with you that could illuminate things for you or help you ask questions. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways mode to do it, but to be inquisitive. That's why I'm so focused in my work. I, I don't know what you've checked out on me about language, 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 and asking the questions. We've got to be curious about the world around us, but most importantly about ourselves, you know, because the more we inquire and dig and learn and um, expand and grow and then figure out, oh my God, this is never going to stop. <laughs> There's no ceiling here. I'm, this is going to keep happening to me. I'm going to keep expanding. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep learning. Um, the more understanding and wisdom we have around that, the more confidence, kindness, and forgiveness we show ourselves in our lives. Like, hey, I'm a work of art. 
but I'm a work in progress at the same time. And so is everybody else. And the more kindness and compassion we can show to ourselves in that way, that's how much we give to the rest of the world. Because that grows the unconditional self-love muscle. And when you can love yourself unconditionally, no matter what, it, despite how you may or may not show up in the world that day, some days you're going to be better than others. But if at the end of the day you can love and forgive yourself unconditionally, you're going to show up in the world that way. And it is my belief that is the path to world peace, unconditional self-love, because that's what's going to spread to other people. So, um, And that comes with wisdom. And I guess that comes with time. So... I sort of feel like the generation, and how old are your twins, by the way, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, they're seven, but I also have a 22-year-old, oh, okay. and they're all girls. It. So it's my belief also that the, the generations that are coming into the world right now, and your seven-year-old twins are a perfect example of it, I think my 24-year-old twins are, mm -hmm. and, and your daughter too, they're, they're kind of at the beginning stage of it are coming into this world more enlightened and awakened and curious. It's been my experience that they, they care more about the planet. They care more about getting, and I, I know there's a lot of social media stigma out there, but they care more about getting, being themselves and being out in the world and being seen. And they just, they're coming in a little more awakened than, say, my generation, right? So um, they're hopefully inquiring more and maybe asking these questions sooner than maybe your generation, my gen you know, our generation did. At least that's been my experience so far observing. That I mean, that would be that would honestly be the hope because. You know, whether you want to call it a stigma or not, the issue is with social media and with the world it is today is that, you know, it's like we've, I always call them, I call them keyboard warriors, right? So you're always going to have this like mob mentality, um, a group of people that, you know, is coming from, because I, I used to get really upset and I used to get really angry, um, you know, if my, my daughter was insulted by people that, she doesn't even really know and they're just on social media and they're on her Instagram and I'm like, why are you even following them? Like, why are they following? You know, so you go into this whole thing and then, you know, as I got older, I, I started becoming more empathetic and I'm like, you know what? These people are just, you know, what, what, maybe they're insecure. Maybe, you know, we don't know their story can't be judgmental, but at the same time, you can't let it affect, you know, your children. So like, I always, I always preach that it all happens in the home. So you have to you have to bulletproof your children. You have to allow them to to speak for themselves and and be creative and be who they are, and at the same time, you know, uh, prepare them for what society may throw at them. Because yes, they have they have more of an inclination to be able to become more of who they are because they're getting practice. Right? They get like I don't I never had the opportunity right. of holding a phone right. and recording myself and getting mm -hmm. instant feedback. Right. Never. You know, that's, that's crazy. Like, I still get nervous, and I've been doing it for a while. You know, there's certain times I'm like, oh, is, what am I going to say? Like, is this going to affect, you know, how people think? And I'm like, wait a second, I don't really care. Yeah. So here we go. But, you know, you still have those moments. 
<clears throat> so, and it's a big, it's a big concern right now with, you know, with like, I don't want to get into this big topic, but with like cancel culture and whatever, whatever you want to call that, um, online shaming or cyberbullying or whatever the case may be. And, and, and I think that has a lot to do with the other side of social media, which is the, in my opinion, it's like the dark side of social media, but I'm like, there's always going to be a dark and a light. Like what side do you want to be on? You know? Um, so I, I had a couple questions for you about, um, purpose and, and mindset in particular by leveraging, like you were saying, journaling. So I have been a big advocate of like a grateful log for mm. over a decade. The thing that I've always struggled with is the authenticity behind it. It wasn't until I started um, d- practicing it with my kids, with my twins, um, you know, every night, uh, part of our, uh, you know, me tucking them in their nightly routine is just one thing that they're mm-hmm. grateful for that day. And it wasn't until like, I realized like, wait a minute, like what I'm grateful for and I'm trying to be grateful for and the things that I'm trying to project, the reason why they feel so, you know, uh, inauthentic and disingenuous is because like I'm trying to create something that isn't there and I don't feel I don't feel like I'm connecting to it but when you ask like children like what are you grateful for I'm grateful that I got to meet a new friend today like that's sincere you know like that's real and it was like oh I'm overthinking this but but at the same time uh Diane like what how can I le- how can I use that to progress forward? How can I use journaling? How can people use journaling to let's say they're just in the worst circumstance and they can't really find anything? Like, yeah, I'm grateful that I'm alive. Sure. I'm grateful that I have running water. Okay. I'm grateful that there's a roof over my head. Fine. But past that, I'm miserable. You know, right. hypothetically speaking. So how, how do you get out of that frame of mind and, and then also well, believe it? it? It took me a while because my, my days were dark and yeah. I had a moment that almost took me out in my life. So I definitely, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, my journey, Mo, was wow. from suicide attempt to where I am now. So this is really good for your audience wow. to hear this. It, yeah. What was the timeline like? Suicide um, attempt to June 2011. Like, so 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's when I say if you would have seen my life that's, a, a decade ago recent. versus my life now, this is what I want to convey to the audience. As dark as your days may seem, I love the law of polarity. As bad as it is on one end of the spectrum, I promise you on the other side is so freaking extraordinary. Everything that's happening in your life to you is happening for you. doesn't seem like a gift. Being broke, losing your job, getting divorced, um, having cancer, um, you know, a myriad of things that could be happening. You have to find the gift in it. You have to. It is your responsibility to do that because it is there showing up to teach you something. Yo, look over here. You're not paying attention to this. Something's going on. I'm screaming in your ear to turn right and you're going left. Like there's, there's something that's there, there's something in there for you. So 
Number one, yeah, you got to be grateful for the breath that's in your lungs and that you have today. 153,000 people didn't wake up. We did. How lucky are you to be alive that you have today to make a change in your life? It's not down there. It's in the micro decisions, moment by moment decisions that you make. So how do you do, and I'll get to the journaling in a second. I just want to, I just want to wake people up who are suffering because I know how much suffering is going on out there. I know firsthand because it is a passion of mine and a commitment of mine that you have to be able to say, I know, I don't know when, I don't know where, and I don't know how, but I do know at some point I will understand why this is happening in my life right now. I will understand why I'm in all this pain. I will understand what it is. And I'm, it's my promise and commitment to myself to do my best to make the changes I need to make to create the life, not only that I want, that is freaking waiting for me. It's waiting for me to step up into it. Because I believe, Mo, that... that on law of polarity, if the, if the pain is only this small, the gain is only this small. I, I, I just believe that. If you're living in many ways like I was in this ho-hum existence, yeah, uh, to the outside world, my life looks really great. If they had any idea what was going on inside, you know, no one would believe it. So I'm just going to keep up this front. I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to keep it up until it almost took me down, right? So don't let it get to the point where it's where I was to get on that other side. Try and recognize it because that ho-hum numbness is just going to wear away at you, wear away at you, wear away at you. So how I used journaling in the beginning was a place to dump. Like, I don't know. Was that was that like your first step or one of the first I steps changed? to – Moving away yeah. from, yeah. The very first step is I started getting really curious. So I started <clears throat> listening to podcasts, reading books, and started a meditation practice. And I will tell you the meditation is the number one thing that changed my life. It opened up so much. Um, and then with the... Love, love, love your... Uh talk on that too if you have a little bit of time because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a big advocate I'm to talk about that and then journaling was was the next step that followed it i would you know and then um other things you know again continue i was i was literally like a sponge i could not get enough information i could not get enough about personal development and spiritual awakening and self-help and and literally having this awakening, like there is way more going on here than meets the eye. I've been living down here with my head down in the sand for so long thinking this is the way life is supposed to be because this is what society and the media kind of led me to think was the path. And it was so unfulfilling. And now I had an amazing career. I had, I, I literally had it all all the trappings, all the material things. I was so unfulfilled on the inside. My marriage was, was terrible. There, there was just a lot going on and it kept, I mean, the knocking downs I took were so much that it led to that, that bathroom moment. 
And that bathroom moment, I bless all the time because it changed my life. I, I literally had the pills in my hand and my arm got chopped and a voice screamed in my ear, which I know was my mother, it was the, saying, you are not ending your life this way, Diane. Go get help so you can tell your story and you can help others. And I just went, oh, well, you better show me the way because I, I, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. And the next day I reached out for help. I called a therapist. Did your kids did your kids have anything to do with your decision? I'm assuming they did. But at the moment, was it like, wait a minute. Like, did that also cross your mind? You know. I, I always feel like when I'm at my lowest, my kids are like the first thing that pop in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wait a minute. Like, dude, you can't yeah. be selfish right now. Yeah, well, it was a it was not premeditated on my part. It was a snapping moment. And when you feel when people who do it and actually go through with it, imagine the level of pain that they're going through. If they could only yeah. have gotten help and support. I can feel how intense yeah. it was. Yeah, from, for you. it wasn't, which is why a lot of the work that I do and so committed to is getting you before getting you before you're diagnosed. It's happening. It's going on. You're numbing yourself. You're avoiding. You're doing all of these things. You know you're not happy. You know things aren't right. That's why I'm about self-empowerment and and helping you to help yourself. I wish I wish I had me back then. You know, that's that's kind of sort of the way I feel. I've never said that before. But I wish I had someone like me to illuminate it the way I, I could hear it and do something about it. Because a lot of people, you can't go from zero to 60. You, like you just said, the journaling part and write, you know, writing gratitude. If you're not connected to it and doesn't feel sincere, it feels like you're a fake. So the yep. journaling, back to the journaling, was about you know, sort of dumping a lot. And, uh, I first started with, um, oh, Julia Cameron's morning pages. And then I just moved on to different people. And then I obviously had my own style and then I shifted it to only writing about the way I wanted my life to be only focusing on the gifts from the day or the week or whatever, whatever popped in Mm -hmm. and then only writing my life the way I wanted it to be. So. Can you give me an, can you give us an example? What do you mean by only writing? The, so like, so for instance, like tip, take me through like a typical day. So is it like a morning thing? Is it an evening thing? Are it's you reflecting? And it's, um, it's never the same. I will tell you that I, I will change it up. So, um, you know, I have a, I have a note, a 2022 letter to myself from myself that sits on my desk every day. And it's, you know, Diane, Today is the first day wow. of your life. Remember that each day is a new chance to make decisions that will make me proud and successful. I put my, you know, BHAG goals, like the big goals that I want to achieve this year. And then I say, what can I do today that will bring me you closer to achieving those? And remember to connect with your goals every day. Be open to the magic and miracles and stay aware, tuned in, grateful that everything you want, you get. It is done. I love you and I'm always here for you. Love, Diane. 
So I wrote this to myself for the future. I can't believe I read you most of that, but, but just for an example. So what I will do also, and that sits on my desk. That was a, you know, 2022 intentional goal setting for the year type of thing. It's a process. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. That was very helpful. And so when I get into my journal on a daily basis, whatever's come up for me in my meditation, uh, a lot of times that'll come in. So I'll, I'll just write, um, you know, today was an extraordinary day. I got to meet amazing people. I got to do an amazing podcast today. And, you know, how many lives did I touch today? And uh, how, how grateful I am for that. And I love my kids. I'm so grateful they're so healthy and well. And what action step, and I'll put it a question mark, like, all right, spirit, I'm tapping into you. What's the next action step I need to take today to make my dreams come true? And I promise you, Mo, I get the guidance. I never filter. I never edit. Whatever is the first thing that pops into my head, I do it. It might be text your girlfriend. It might be go on TikTok right now. It might be go on LinkedIn. It might be check the news. Whatever it is. I follow that next step. And then it's, you know, what do I, you know, what do I want out of this day? Like what, what's going to make this feel like, uh, you know, a happy, fulfilling, meaningful, successful day for me. And I, you know, when I do that, sometimes I just write my affirmations. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, so say if something happened with me and my daughter, say we had a little fight, I'll go to my journal And I'll write, I call it threading thoughts together. I'll just write experiences that we had together. Like remember car dancing together when we used to bake cookies and we used to go see Broadway plays together and we love doing jigsaw puzzles together. So start threading amazing experiences together. And then I connect with her as that that's the person in the relationship that we really have if something negative's going on that's not really who we are so anything and everything that will raise my vibration and frequency and it's and it's different every day it, it really is so that's kind of how i and your medit and, and is your meditation practice part of raising your vibration or is that more of like a reflection calming it's totally to become disconnected to this physical being so it's not with the intent to get answers although i get them i don't go into it with that if you've and are you a meditator and do you know that feeling of disconnect i do okay yeah there is nothing no better feeling in the world no i i've actually had i've only had three profound experiences but they're all insane and they led to a major yeah. shift in my life. So if that's what's waiting for you in meditation, wouldn't you want to do it more and more, right? So this is Dr. Joe oh, yeah. Dispenza. I'll quote him. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorites. So just the hardest part is sitting there and doing it. And so if you can do it, and I will mm-hmm. either do it in silence. I have my own. I am a rainbow breath meditation and a rainbow ribbon of healing thing that I do. I connect to all my energy centers, my chakras, heal my body, heal the energy around me, send love and light out to everyone and everything. You know, I've got my, you know, blessings. 
all those things that I do and I connect to the light and I connect to the earth. So stay connected to all the information of infinite intelligence at the same time, keeping your feet on the ground, Diane, like, you know, so that's sort of it. And then through the breath, whether I'm listening to something or not, I, I don't get up until I have that feeling that of the disconnection. And it might be five minutes. It might be, if it's feeling really good, I'll just, if I have time, I'll just stay with it. 30 minutes, whatever. Because it's the best feeling and ugh, it's the portal. It's truly that eighth chakra, that energy center right above here, the soul star, is your portal to, uh, to all the information. It's all available. So uh, tapping into that is, that's how I do it. That's what works for me. So, but, but it was an evolution. Believe me, it took a long time to get there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think like everything else in life, yeah. it takes practice. And, and, you know, it's like I first started with guided meditations and then I eventually worked up to just listening to like frequencies and binaural beats, which I still yes. use because I like them. Um, uh, but like lately throughout my meditations, I, I've been, they, they change and they vary in time. But, um, lately the shorter ones, it's like, I get out of it and like my brain is reset uh, apart from the actual like, oh, I feel good. I feel balanced. What have you? Um, I feel like my brain literally just got like a neural charge, you know, like I'm ready to go. Like I feel refreshed yeah. right now, which I never felt before, which is strange. Like this has just started happening like within the last six months. And I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. So it's 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 so fascinating that we have all of the, these these tools, let's call them literally within us like we don't need right. any of this stuff we don't need we don't need to write anything down hypothetical we don't need to buy stuff we don't need you know these fancy pieces of technology like we're here like we just we need to learn how to be present with ourselves um so i wanted to ask you because this was a really interesting topic you're a big joe Dispenza fan so um at least from his teachings you know he talks about uh the quantum realm the quantum is that, field is that correct and so mm -hmm quantum field and that's basically the out of body experience right so being being able to separate your mind from your body because your everybody thinks that the body is the mind but really it's the mind that right. that is the body right, right? Is, that, is that am i on the right path so that's confusing <laughs> sometimes so <laughs> so um I guess for everybody listening right now that doesn't see the smiles on our faces, um, what would be like a, a good intro for people just to start? Like what's a really good first step to meditation? Is there something that you offer that people can start totally. with or something Thank that you would you recommend? I, so here's what Absolutely. I would do. Um, what I do are, I call mantra meditations. They're short. I make private customized ones for my private clients, but I have some generic ones out there on my YouTube channel that I have today with Diane Forster, and then also on Insight Timer. So you could check them out. And they're designed okay. to be, to help you change your vibration and frequency quick. So if you're stressed about money, listen to the money mantra. You'll feel better about money in under five minutes. If you're dealing with confidence issues or uh, happiness, 
ch- check them out because they're they're brief. That that would be a great way to start even just connecting to yourself. That's why I created them. I, I Mo, I had cl- this client who was suffering. She had so much going on in her life, and uh, this was back in 2017. And she had she was the primary breadwinner of the house. She she was working hard. She was in a difficult marriage. She had Lyme disease, and then she fell and broke her her arm in two different places. She was going to be out of work for six months. Like, oh my Ouch. god, was the universe like really trying to knock her down to change her life? And she was so upset and devastated. And I could not get through to her. It was like I, I was speaking. Greek and she was hearing Chinese like we were not on the same vibration so I'm out for my walk in the morning and I said all right spirit give it to me how can I help her and they gave me the download to create this thing for her well a week later she went to the doctor her bone was healing so beautifully he said I don't know what you're doing but keep doing it because she required no surgeries and she was back at work in a month and I was like, mm, I might be onto something here. So, so the point is, the why I do them is because we don't even hear ourselves. We don't even know all the noise that's going on. We don't hear like the, the, um, you know, just the chatter that comes out of our mouth all the time that we just say these things so flippantly, sub- un- unconsciously, right? We have to have, we have to create awareness in the conscious of what's going on in the subconscious. So that's why I recommend that. But if you really want to get to that place where you're detached, uh, listen to Joe Dispenza. He's a great way to do it. He connects you to all the energy centers, and they're all free on YouTube, by the way. That's a great way. And I started listening in the beginning to Louise Hay. She was one of them, Wayne Dyer. He was another one. And, uh, and then Abraham Hicks. Do you know Abraham Hicks, right? Abraham Hicks, once I started following that work, everything in my life started shifting really, really fast. So that was the order that I did it in. And, um, but, but be curious about it. There's so many great meditations online. There's so many, so many that you could just find for free on YouTube. I'm not personally, no offense, a big calm or headspace fan. I find them too, too generic. They don't connect with me. They just don't. I'm with you. You're talking about the the, the apps, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan either. No disrespect to them. I just, I've tried them. There was, there wasn't my cup of tea. I really like, you said you've got these quick little, like almost like bullet to the brain, get in a frequency. So if like I'm stressed out, and I just all of a sudden got into like the worst mood, enormous stress. I could feel the anxiety just boiling up inside of me. I can just go and listen to one of your quick little uh, yeah. mantras and just completely get into frequency and get out of that totally. ugliness that you want to get it's, out of, which is it's huge. It's meant to like, shift that's your energy quick. That's what they're there for. Instantly start to feel better. And like I said... I, it, nothing fuels me more than seeing you in inspired action. Like, all right, I got it. I feel better. Yeah. Right. And that's just raising the frequency of how you feel. And it doesn't have to take an hour in the lotus position. It can happen in a couple minutes. Really. It's powerful. So to be able to shift that. 
And that's why that's my wheelhouse. Which that's kind of my area that I focused on because I just saw the need for it. So you're in the car. My son, he, I remember he was in college and he would call me and he'd be on the bus on his way to campus and he'd go, Mom, I got a big test. I, I, I need a boost of confidence. I'm not feeling good about it. Can you do a one minute mantra meditation for me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, over well, the now phone, I right? re record it quick and shoot, send it over to him. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, we all need that boost. That's yeah. We do because as a society, you know, America, we, especially men, I've found this in, especially married men, um, career driven business owners, entrepreneurs are kind of like fit the description where they, um, they start sedating. They become complacent. You know, uh, they become so overwhelmed and complacent, and you know, either with booze, pills, porn. Um, I mean, you name yeah. it. I've seen it all, and, and it's tragic. Yeah, the number know? one age group for suicides is adults between the ages of forty-five and sixty-four. You know, people think it's teens. It's not. It's it's. It's not it's yeah. this evolution that happens to us and which I won't go into the whole thing, but this time of life for men and women in this age group is a massive transition and change again. And pain from the past mm -hmm. in those years that was never dealt with when you are going through so much change. I mean, the hormone changes and the things that happened to us in the teen years, right? Oh yeah. Unresolved pain. Yeah resurfaces again and it's worse it's worse this is why we need to be or this is why i do what i do out there helping you realize no no no. you you can make your life be anything you want it to be you're not too old you're none of those things you're actually being called to step up to figure out what why you're here what your purpose is and that's another reason why there's so much unrest because it seems like you know that the house is burning down everything's in my life's falling apart what's going on here it's your your sign that you're you're being called to to figure that out that next thing and um and it's uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable because mm -hmm. we assume god by this time in my life i thought things i'd be further along by this time in my life i thought that you know i'd have this much money right and so many yeah. of us, as you know, know this is like a birth, a new, you know, a new awakening right now. So I wish I knew that when I yeah. went through that, because it would have, I felt like it would have made that transition so much easier. So I'm hoping that this, um, you know, maybe somebody is going through it right now and what you just said truly resonates with them and they're able to identify it and see it for what it is. Instead of trying to, you know, like you said, have that negative self-talk and go against the grain and like, you know, because it sucks. It's like, man, I, I shouldn't be where I'm at right now. Like I can't, I was more successful then and I did this and I should, I have so many more things. I should have accomplished so much more in my life. And it's just, it's one thing after another. And then, then you become, then you're like in this downward spiral of negativity and you're like, dude, right? stop talking. Right. So you know, again, snap out of it. go back and figure out the facets of the diamond you are. Go there. Go there. Do that exercise. That's your unique ability. And seek yeah. counsel. 
We are here doing this work. You're doing it. I'm doing it. There's so many resources there. Don't hide like I did. Don't pretend it's all good. You know, you're not alone. And when you start, when you speak up and reach out, you'll see that. You'll also feel so supported knowing that you're not alone. Yeah. And there's so many wonderful stories of transformation um, of people just like you who are out there listening to this, who are feeling stuck, feeling like a loser or worthless or, you know, ashamed or whatever it is, guilty. There's nothing wrong with you. Again, wisdom is the thing that takes time and the lessons show up in the most unexpected way, good and bad. So it's just part of the journey. And they're all growth opportunities. There are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. Everything is a lesson along the way and an opportunity to learn, grow, and expand. That's my belief. So that's that's what I want to leave the audience with. You know, nothing wrong with you. That's so great. I so appreciate your time. Where Where can people mm-hmm. find you? And if anybody is struggling, they want to work with you or they just, I don't know, they, 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 they want to have your guidance. What's the best place for them to okay, communicate so that with what you? What I would say, if you want to do that, do go to my website, dianeforster.com and go to my coaching. Yes. dianeforster.com. Okay. And then go to my coaching page and book a desired life assessment with me. It'll be the best investment in time and money you ever make. It's such a worthwhile process because we will figure it all out. You'll have a blueprint for your life. You'll have that inspired action. You'll know where to go. And that's, that's my greatest advice for them. And of course, I'm on social media everywhere, Diane Forster Official. And if you want to follow my show, search I Have Today with Diane Forster, and you can find everywhere the TV shows available. So wonderful. That's beautiful. I'll make sure that I list all those in the description. Thank you so much for your time and, and for your advice and your counsel. This has been, I, I learned so much and I, and I feel refreshed just having this conversation with you. I'm like, let's go. I got a lot to do. It's great. I love it. <laughs> so thank, thank you so, you much, so much for having me, Mo. Yeah, absolutely.